You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The coordinator positions are set here in Jacksonville. This is Tony Wiggins with the Jacksonville Jaguars report here on Locked on Jaguars. It's time for a drive time weekend special, man. We're going to discuss the coordinators that Urban Meyer has selected on offense, defense, and special teams to run this ball club and give you the new Jacksonville Jaguars. Also, what we're going to discuss is in the second segment, I'm going to really take a dive into what do you move in the free agency as opposed to the draft and why? I'm going to give you some of my ideas on offense in the the first se- uh, the second segment and then on defense in the third segment. I'm going to give you an idea for some of the guys that I think they should move on or give you an idea of the positions that I believe this team needs to move on and give you something to ponder and play with over the weekend while you're doing your mock drafts or while you're scribbling your news down on tablets like I did for 20 years and um Anybody else used to do that? My wife used to get, uh, when I met my wife, she was like, what are all these folders? I had folders and folders and folders and folders of scouting information on guys. She threw it all out, man, but mostly I'm glad I, you know, could independently remember all of that stuff because, you know, that that was my information. A lot of those guys are retired now. That's what's crazy. I mean, they've been retired now for, imagine doing this so long that you have a lot of guys that are retired uh, and you remember scouting them. And now some of the times you, you're scouting the kids when the kids are going to college or entering the draft. So it's very, very interesting. I've been kind of doing this for a long time. But to not bury the lead and move it out of the way, Urban Meyer has selected Joe Cullen to be the defensive coordinator for this football team. Cullen had been in Jacksonville before as the defensive line coach. Most recently, Joe Cullen was the defensive line coach and run game coordinator with the Baltimore Ravens. So for all of you people that wanted these different looks and wanted us to play like Baltimore, and I had guys saying, hey, get me some of that, give me some of the Ravens, that identity, you got it. You got exactly what you asked for, and Joe Cullen is going to be able to bring some of those exotic looks and things that he did in Baltimore. He's going to bring it to the defense here in Jacksonville. Um, I like the move. I, you know, I trust uh, people in the business that I know. Pete Prisco is one of them at CBS. He's a friend of mine. He says Joe Cullen's going to be a great uh, coordinator. Now, he hasn't been one as of this point. It's always interesting to me how a team decides to take a coordinator, whether it's a guy who's a linebacker coach who's in the middle of the defense, a la Robert Sala. That's how he became a coordinator. A guy who's been on the back end, a la Aaron Glenn, who's now the new defensive coordinator, um, well, he was – he's in Detroit, but he was in – he was a corner a defensive back coach in New Orleans. And then the defensive line coach, Joe Cullen. We just had one before in Todd Wash whose background was the defensive line coach. But that's what Dan Quinn is a bunch of – there have been a bunch of guys that have elevated from uh, the defensive line um, that have hired guys on the back end or that understand that kind of, uh, you know, the coverages. So, be very interesting to see moving forward, but I do like the aggression, and I like the fact that Joe Cullen has been under Wink Martindale up in Baltimore, and they come from a system where you just put guys in a position, and you have a bunch of war daddies, and you get after the quarterback, and you mix and match your pressures. They also have girth, big guys on the interior, big athletic guys. So when you think of it from that perspective, as we talk about the defense in our third segment, it kind of gives you an idea now of the type of guys that you believe that they're going to go after. 
And and what that is is just ball players. Ball players and we'll figure out where these guys line up and where these guys play. And then we're going after a plethora of them. We're going after multiple. Too many times uh, here in Jacksonville, fans go, we're fine at this position or that's okay because they know the starters. No, I think you need to know who the backups are too. I've never really, really been able to stick my finger on why fans of a bad team or even some media members of a bad team are content with just the guys who start just because you're familiar with them, even if those guys aren't very good. But you're content with the starters as opposed to when you look around these other teams, they have guys that aren't starters that you, you know their name, you know the backups because they play and they rotate and that is a nice rotation of players. Whereas in Jacksonville, it's almost as if because we got this guy at this position and that guy at that position, we're fine, and they're losing. But the teams that win have guys all over the place. And then what happens in free agency, the Jaguars go out and sign one of those backups, and they come in here and they're not as good because they're asking them to do too much. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Um, Who we'll talk about in the first segment is Daryl Bevel. Daryl Bevel, we'll talk about the first. I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of time talking about uh, the free agents, I mean the uh, special teams, but I will say this. Brian Schneider does have a good reputation. He has been around winning in Seattle for an awfully long time. He's been the Seattle Seahawks' second uh, special teams coordinator since 2010. It's an entire decade of being out there with Pete Carroll. So, uh, And special teams has always seemed to be a strong suit of that team. I think you're going to see a lot of starters in Jacksonville playing special teams. And I don't think you've seen that in the past. Too many times special teams has been used for developmental players, guys that are backups, and uh, rookies trying to make it. And st- no. I-, I think you go with the good teams, you see special teams, you see guys that are that are starters playing special teams too. And the reason why you're going to see a lot of familiar faces on special teams that you also see play uh, offense and defense is because, like I just said a few minutes ago, they're going to play more people. So I look forward to getting into that too. But first, we're going to talk Daryl Bevel. Daryl Bevel, who's worked with a lot of really good quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, Brett Favre. Recently, he worked with Matt Stafford up in Detroit. We're going to talk about Bevel and uh, what it could possibly mean for the Jacksonville Jaguars in terms of how they're going to play. Also, I'm going to do a little something uh, while we're talking about what type of players they're going to be able to attract and build. I'm going to talk a little bit about Trent Baalke's track record in terms of positions that he's been, been able to fill over the years that the Jaguars have always struggled trying to fill. So this is why this might be a little bit of a match. I don't want to jump and say it's a match made in heaven, but it just might be uh, that you'll see the chemistry of all of this and the experience of all this come together for the greater good of Jacksonville. We'll do it in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. The episode today is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 Design Masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. 
All right, man, I got to tell you guys about Built Bar. I got a pantry full of them, and I was eating one last night. Last night, the one I ate was so good, man. It, it was like lemon and almond. It was it was just fabulous. It was outstanding. Uh, it actually tastes like cheesecake, too, lemon and almond cheese. It was really, really good. My wife thought I was eating a candy bar at midnight, but I wasn't because it got me a little cardio in, and I wanted to get me uh, something that tastes good, too. And was healthy for me and was helping me through my diet. And you can do the same at BuiltBar.com. And if you enter the promo code Locked On, you'll get 20% off your next order of Built Bars. 18 great flavors, low calorie, low sugar, low carbs, and a big pack of protein that's going to help you in your diet, going to help you in your exercise. And it's also going to help you have a guilt-free snack that tastes like any candy bar you've ever had. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. It is Built Bar, and you can get it at BuiltBar.com with a 20% off if you use the promo code Locked On. Okay, man, let's do it to it. Let's talk about Daryl Bevel. Daryl Bevel, if you look at the stats, he has some years where the, the offenses that he commanded were ranked really high, and then he has some years where it wasn't. There's so many factors that go into that. Style of play, uh, if, 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 you, if you have an offense that has a great defense, if you're running ball control, whether you're working with a rookie or not, you can't always statistically look at a team. And I say numbers, you know, the, the old saying is numbers don't lie. I say you're right, but they don't tell the whole truth either. They don't tell the entire story. So Daryl Bevel comes in for the Jaguars. Uh, I think the most impressive part about this is he's going to be working with a rookie in Trevor Lawrence. And you need an experienced offensive coordinator with who a guy who's run West Coast principles, a guy who mixes the run in with the pass, uh, a guy who's been around, who's seen it all, that can be really good for Trevor Lawrence. And I love to hire. I love to hire because it's a grizzled NFL guy who has had some success in the passing games uh, that uh, he's been a participant. He's run a lot of different systems too. He's run systems where they go vertical a lot down the field, and that's the other thing. When you look at his work with Favre, Russell Wilson, and Matthew Stafford, those, are those three different quarterbacks, three very, very different quarterbacks with three different skill sets, and he was able to get a lot of production out of them. So what does that mean in terms of what they're going to be looking on at on offense? When you add it to the draft, now we can start talking about free agency in the draft because we know who the coordinator is. You know the Jaguars are going to take a quarterback, right? So they're going to take Trevor Lawrence first. With the rest of their draft picks and free agency, it's real easy to say, okay, well, Daryl Bevel, he's connected to this guy and that guy and that guy from his past. I almost don't want Jacksonville to go out and get a veteran receiver. I think the receivers that they have, if you get a veteran receiver, they're a very good player. I mean, I mean he's got to be Allen Robinson or, or above. He can't be somebody that has injury problems. He can't be somebody that's a 31 or 32-year-old guy. I think the target age for a free agent that you're going to pay money is still 26, 27, right? Therefore, you're bringing a really, really good football player in. But this is also a big draft for wide receivers. And what I think you should do in every draft is follow the talent. And what I mean by follow the talent is this. If you're picking late and the abundance of talent that's in the draft are at positions where you may not think you need something, that's good for you because what's going to happen is when all of those players say you don't need a quarterback or a left tackle or a wide receiver, if you're picking late, and if you're picking, say you're Kansas City and you're picking late, that bodes good for you 
because all of those quarterbacks, all of those left tackles, and all of those receivers are going to go. And what that does, is it pushes down the value board of a position where you may, you may need a safety. And what that does is it pushes a safety down to you because the guys that are valued at higher positions that are ranked higher, teams will be leapfrogging you going up and getting those guys or trying to trade up to get you. And it may give you a chance to trade back because the, the position that you value in this particular draft is low. I go the other way. I say, look, you look at it this way. You need to draft as many good players as you want. Who are the best players? They're at positions where you don't need those guys. So what? We're a good team. Take them. Look at your roster and look two years from now to see who's going to get older, who's going to want a contract. You go get that guy anyway, and you tell him, beat him out. That's what you do. That's how you get good. The bottom line is the teams that win are the teams that are able to get the best players to go along with their program and their coaching staff. Don't don't pass up good players just for need. Okay, you can fill all your squares all you want to. The bottom line is if you run out of the tunnel every week, all of your squares are filled, but guess what? They got better players than you because you didn't pick them. They're going to play for somebody else, right? If you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, if the value in this draft says wide receiver and left tackle and quarterback, you're going to get the quarterback early. You better leave room in your team building to be able, especially in a draft where you have all these multiple picks, you're going to be able to go get young players at the positions that you need. You need them all. You're one in 15. You're going to get young players at the positions that you need. And that's why I think the Jaguars, even if they get a veteran left tackle, and I'll talk about that in just a second, don't just assume that Jawan Taylor is going to continue to develop. Draft another. Get another tackle who can play the left and the right side. Get a guy who can play who's a, who's a tackle prospect that can play guard and tackle. You can do it. Find a guy that can do it all. Up the ante. Find out if Jawan Taylor can play guard. If the guy beats him out, you move Taylor from left, right tackle to left guard. A lot of teams do that kind of stuff. This is where you have to say, I'm going to find the best players available, guys that are versatile. And, I, and I'm not going to lie, that guy to go somewhere else and beat me. I want him on my team. I want him on my team. Get him. Pick him. That's what you have to do. Wide receiver, this is a young wide receiver draft. Are you really going to go out and spend a bunch of money in free agency on a guy when you can draft one or two guys that can change your team right now? If, if anything else, what the Jaguars are going to have under contract with LaVishka Chanel, with DJ Chark, and with Colin Johnson, at the very least, those three guys, they're going to have tall, physical wide receivers. And, and, and Chenault can be even more than that, correct? So, if Chenault can be even more than that. And by the way, I don't subscribe to this, our guys are as average as the day is long talk. You know why they're average? One of the reasons is because the quarterback is average. People thought Allen Robinson was average, and now they don't think he's average. I, I really don't get how people can evaluate the wide receivers and not even give one thought to the fact that the quarterback play was terrible. And I don't care what the statistics say about Minshew. The reason why everybody's singing the praises of Trevor Lawrence and the reason why the reason why you're one in fifteen and the reason why you're in a position to draft Trevor Lawrence is because you don't have a franchise quarterback. So when you get a franchise quarterback, it makes all of those guys much much better. So it'll be dangerous to just assume that these guys aren't any good without even taking in consideration that maybe the guy they were catching the ball from wasn't that good too in the first place and 
that's going to make a bit of a difference. But if you still want to go out and add a, a veteran wide receiver, whether people keep talking about Kenny Galladay, who, who was banged up last year, who's really a 50-50 guy who can get deep now, or you want to go out and get Marvin Jones through 31 or make a run at Allen Robinson to see if you can bring him back to Jacksonville under a new regime, then that's fine. Then you still need to draft one or two wide receivers in the draft. Everybody keeps talking about Pitts. I, I think Pitts – is going to go way, way up front, and the Jaguars won't be able to go up and get him. And then people keep talking about Rondell Moore in the second round. I'm going to give you another name. I'm going to give you another. I know I talked about Marquez Stevenson before, but right now he looks like a guy you can get on day three, right? Uh, the wide receiver out of Houston. I'm going to give you another name. And people are talking about Kadarius Tony. Tony's not a burner. Tony is quick, and he has great balance, but he's not a burner, but he's still a good football player. The guy that I'm telling you that might slip and fall, especially since he was hurt this year, and get himself in range for you to draft him, is Jalen Waddle. Don't laugh. Jalen Waddle was banged up with the evaluation process being what it is and teams may not be able to go out and get um, uh, these guys in the really with the medicals. But with his own teammate, Devontae Smith, and, of course, with the guy I think is the best in this class, in Jamar Chase, with both of those guys uh, assumedly going early, with all of these quarterbacks in the draft, with all of these left tackles in the draft, with Pitts, and then with a couple of really good pass rushers and a good franchise corner in Patrick Sertain, there's a chance that a guy who had an injury could sneak into those middle teams. Now, as opposed to trying to trade all of your you know extra capital to move way up and get Pitts, you don't need as much. You're sitting at 25. You don't need as much ammunition to come up to 15, do you? You come up to 15 and you get Jalen Waddle to go with Trevor Lawrence. A lot of people would be very, very happy with that scenario. Now, let's get back to the tight end situation. I, I'm not a firm believer in drafting a guy that high, but uh, i tell you what I would do, and people are going to think I'm crazy. i trade the rights to the 25th pick right now. If it guaranteed me next year, i get that kid Watermeyer out of Texas A&M. I'd do it in a heartbeat. I wouldn't trade that pick and another pick for those rights. But if you could tell me I could have the Watermeyer kid who's a sophomore, who's 6'5", 250 pounds, and probably going to run a 4'6", reminds me of Antonio Gates. If you tell me I could have him next year, I'd give him a 25th pick for him right now and just wait for him. I think he's that good because I think he's a dual threat guy. I think he's a blocker and a tackler. I don't think he's a move guy, and I don't think a guy he's somebody you can game plan for because – I think you're going to stay in your base set because if you, if you go to a nickel, he's going to block you. And then if you, if you go big, he's going to run by whoever you guard him. So I think it's a little bit different. I don't think he's as athletic as Pitts, but I think he could probably – like Tim Duncan wasn't as athletic as Shaq, but you could actually do more with Tim Duncan than you could with Shaq. So that's where I'm going with that. But Trent Baalke drafted – well, he was a part of the team. He was a part of the 49ers as a scout – when they took Vernon Davis, and then they doubled back, right back, and took Delaney Walker. Sign me up for any for that. The, the Vernon Davis stuff is easy because he was a number six pick overall. But sign me up for anybody that scouts a guy like Delaney Walker and turns him into the prospect that he was. The Jaguars have never been able to get the tight end situation right. I think with Urban Meyer loving the tight end and the versatility, and with Trent Baalke, they, they drafted Vance McDonald, I believe. I think with Trent Baalke's ability to scout those type of players and develop will alleviate a, 
an ailment that the Jaguars have had for a long time, and that is in their history, the best tight end they've ever had is Mercedes Lewis. But the best thing he's ever offered was blocking and leadership. I think they need a dynamic player at tight end, and I think with the combination of guys along with Daryl Bevel running the West Coast offense, and he's coached some really good tight ends, I think you can see the usage of the tight end go up, and I think you can see the ability to scout and get the good tight ends to come to Jacksonville. That problem is going to be gone, so I'm really, really happy for it. We're going to talk about the defense in just a second, talk about Joe Cullen, and then try to tie it back in to free agency and tie it back in again to the draft. And we'll do all of that in just a second. And in our third segment here on Locked On Jaguars on a Friday, but I'll be remiss if I did not tell you about our new show. You get more sports news, more sports news than you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today, wherever you get your podcast. Stand by for segment number three, where we go over the defense, we go over Joe Cullen, and we try to tie all of this stuff in together a little bit with free agency and the draft. I'm going to tell you about betonline.ag. First of all, you're going to win some money. You're going to win some money if you get the picks right and you want someone that's going to pay you your money in a timely manner and you want someone that's going to give you the best odds. And there's only one place that has you covered and it's the only place that we trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Look. College basketball is going on. The NBA is in full effect. And you got championship weekend coming up. There's no reason you need to be sitting on the sidelines anymore without getting in on the action. Imagine you sit there and pick four games right and you cover the spread and you could have put a little bit of scratch down and got the best odds on your paper and actually put some Skrilla in your pocket. You can do that at betonline.ag. And remember, you use the promo code locked on, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, man. So, back in full effect with you guys here on a weekend here on Locked On Jaguars. If you're looking for the best bets heading into Sunday's NFL action, listen to Locked On NFL every Friday as your boy Q and Bo Brock are joined by a betting expert. An analyst from the Action Network. Get your full weekend preview and Sunday six-pack of winning bets every Friday on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcast. Now, with the naming of Joe Cullen as the defense coordinator, I'm looking for a lot of versatility. I'm looking for the usage of a lot of different people. I think, first of all, when you look in the free agency now with Joe Cullen as the defense coordinator, you can attach guys that he is very familiar with. What about Judon up in free agency? The pass rushing expert pro bowler for uh, the Baltimore Ravens. What about a familiar name, Yannick Ngakwe? Do you think he's going to be able to come back? Do you think they can get him back? Don't know. But when you look at the structure of their defensive line, you have, first of all, versatility. You have big guys. You have tall guys. You have rangy guys. And then you have guys that work together and communicate. That's the type of stuff that you're going to end up seeing here with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So when you start looking at free agency, the first name everybody's going to come up with, obviously, is Leonard Williams. That's a good name to come up with. But there are other names. I think Devon Hamilton, especially with him getting healthy, 
Devon Hamilton is going to be a guy that they're really, really going to depend on early uh, if, if they can get him back on. He's a big dude. Devon Hamilton is 330 pounds, maybe playing the Brandon Williams role uh, for this defense in particular. And uh, I really think that the nose position is good. I, I like some of the other guys too. I, I really do. Um, I think it's very, very important uh, that they don't rest on their laurels with just a starting four, though, and then maybe one swing guy. I think you need seven, eight dudes all that can, that can all play that are all going to push each other, that are all going to be uh, a mix of everything that you need up front. I'm looking for them to run uh, a bit of a hybrid, but maybe have a four-man front a lot of times, but be able to stand Josh Allen up and moving around, and it kind of turns into a, a bit of a 3-4. So, yeah, Leonard Williams would be perfect because he can play either defense. He's another guy that's extremely versatile. I call him baby Calais. He's not as big as Calais, but he kind of gives you that versatility where he can play inside and outside. Some other names to look forward to, Daquan Jones. Daquan Jones is a free agent uh, who's played in a 3-4 and a 4-3. Maybe a little bit expendable over in Tennessee. He's about 29 to 30 years old, but he can give you a veteran who can play. He's stout against the run. He's 320 pounds. He's tall. He's big. He's another one of those Baltimore types. He's the kind of guy that Baltimore will sign uh, in free agency, so you can look forward to that uh, as well. Sheldon Rankins is a free agent. Now, he's a three technique, but he gives you interior pass rush. and He's another veteran who's – been around, he's mean and he's nasty. And then the thing is with New Orleans, they're cash-strapped with the, with the salary cap. That's exactly the kind of team that you want to attack. If you want to go veteran, the veteran route with some pass rushers, you can get a guy like Ryan Kerrigan. He kind of looks like a dude who is a Raven-type player. But that's what you're going to get with Joe Cullen. You're going to get a lot of aggression, a lot of uh, versatility up front, and guys that can pressure the quarterback and stop the run, and dudes that can move around and play a lot. Now, Who's on the roster that this stuff benefits? I think it benefits Josh Allen and Caleb Von Chason right away. But it doesn't mean that you can't go out in free agency and sign another pass rusher within reason. The, the reason you can do that is because both of those guys are on rookie contracts. Both of them are on rookie contracts. Um, another fit, you won't get him because I don't think they'll trade him in the division. At this point, I wouldn't even call it a situation where you're kicking the tires. J.J. Watt is a dude that might be in for a change. Would they trade him in the division? So for the next two years, he can come in here and be uh, and play 50% of the snaps and be a really good addition for this ball club. But you're going to see a lot of versatility. You're going to see a lot of guys that can move around. I think you're going to see bigger, longer, more angular players on that defensive front. I say think back to – if you think about Baltimore and think back to the New York Giants uh, in, in the 2000 when they had Tom Coughlin when they were winning Super Bowls. All of those guys just rotating, seven, eight-man. And it won't be like, okay, we got four starters and then we got four young guys or this dude we just picked up off the practice. I think those days are over. I think they're going to get war daddies and you're going to know every single one of them. On the back end, I do believe they're going to invest in uh, a veteran corner. One of the guys that I've often talked about, I looked at, was William Jackson. And I forgot to mention his teammate, Carl Lawson, in Cincinnati. The Bengals may not be able to keep both of them. Carl Lawson would be another guy I'd pay big money to. I think Melvin Ingram is a free agent. I, I, I believe his contract is structured, so he's probably going to be out of there this year. I know he's a little banged up, but he's another guy. These are the guy, the type of dogs that I'm talking about up front that could give you the versatility that you need if you're the Jaguars. 
But I would look for them definitely to spend some money in free agency on a big-time cornerback if a guy like William Jackson or Akilio Witherspoon is able to get out of San Francisco. Long has played uh, in a lot of big games, some playoff games. I really Not William Jackson, but Akilio Witherspoon. I really believe I'd rather have a young guy like that than an older guy like Richard Sherman with this ball club. They need a safety. Marcus Williams is out there. They have two guys from Minnesota. One definitely is going to be available. I wouldn't be surprised if they signed two. Maybe they even kicked the tires a little bit on Keanu Neal. And the reason why I used to kick the tires on him is because he's been banged up. But he's more of a box type. But with the way that they're going to play defense, they need tacklers and they need enforcers. So these are the people that I would start spending the money on. And I would draft the guys. I would use my draft capital on the positions where the draft is really, really strong. Get speed at receiver. Get young at receiver. Fortify the offensive line with not just one, but maybe two picks. You got nine, ten picks if you're the Jaguars. You're going to get a quarterback. I get a backup running back. Uh, and I wouldn't necessarily say you wait to find a guy, but if the right guy is there, you take him. I know you don't want to pick a guy in the, in, at the top of the second round, but if somebody doesn't take my man out of Alabama, you better with that first pick in the second round say, to hell with it. I'll pair him with James Robinson. They'll both touch the ball 15 times a game. When you look around the league right now, you see what's going on. Even if Clyde uh, Edwards-Hilaire is healthy, they're going to give the ball to the Williams kid, right? You already know that, and they're going to give Le'Veon Bell touches. When you look around at the teams that are successful, look at Green Bay. They got three guys that they give the ball to. So we have to get out of this thinking that we're settled at these positions, especially when we haven't won a lot of football games. So that gives you some ideas of based on who they have at offense and defensive coordinator. Now you can start seeing the direction they may go in free agency in the draft. And because of who's available in the draft and no strength at those positions, you can say maybe you need to fortify your team in free agency in these areas and then go after some guys in the draft in those areas. This is a, it's been great, man. It feels good to talk to you guys about this kind of stuff because it was premature before this because we really, really, really couldn't get into it too much. And the reason why you can't get into it too much, man, is because you just don't know. You just don't know who and what direction they're going into based on the coaches. Now that you see the position, the coordinators, you kind of get an idea of how they want to play. And I think it jives a lot with a lot of things the Jaguar fans have been saying over the years. You guys keep taking care of each other, man, here Locked on Jaguars. You enjoy this on the weekend. You let this marinate. I gave it to you a little bit late for drive time, but I want you to let this marinate and I want you to listen to it and hit me up on social media at Shop Talking With. Give me your opinion on it. Keep taking care of each other, man. Enjoy that weekend with your family. And the Jaguars are looking good, man. We have a direction, and I like it.